It's the infamous podcast. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Two Tala Podcast. My name is Yone Fomina, co-host with my best mate Simon Latour, and in this episode. Episode 2, we're going to be talking around business, more specifically Polynesian business. What some of the challenges, how can we overcome them. So sit back, relax, and hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's go! Thank you very much. Oh no, thank you. Alright, so in this uh, podcast, we're going to be talking about business, more specifically Pacific Island business, um, you know, Sam and myself have both been business owners, but I guess if we take it right back to our upbringing, Asa, like we weren't really taught about business and other things. No, no, definitely not. And that's just obviously, um, like you say, our upbringing, uh, we never were exposed to that sort of teaching um, and it wasn't within our environment. So, you know, our parents weren't business owners or our uncle wasn't a business owner, so we didn't actually see any of that so if we look at it at some of the challenges our, our pacific island business owners face and i wanted to <laughs> you know have a look at it from a cultural perspective and a cultural lens is that uh who we are as pi people um is that the art of giving right which is which plays a big part but when it comes to business and if we look at the western context it's all around making deals yep. isn't it Business is all around closing deals, making sales, generating revenue. And what do you have to do to, to make sales and close deals? What sort of traits do you have to have? Exactly, right? So I think um, what I've found with a lot of PI business owners, whether they're selling a product or a service, because in our DNA, there's always that underlying principle around alofa and, and, and giving back. Yeah. So if, you know, discounts or asking for free stuff right. and exchange of service, like that sort of thing comes into play. But so many P- PI business owners, I believe, don't really stand in the value of what they actually have to offer. So they undervalue what they're delivering in terms of whether it's their service or product. Yeah. And I think we start off, there's that, um, there's that, picture online about uh equality and equity right and uh and so i think just being a pi business owner we're already starting on the back foot but what do you think definitely i i think in terms of starting on the back foot uh if you compare it to and i obviously did this myself to non-pacific island friends um who were taught a different way they were taught to you know um learn about investments and things like that and they were getting, actually getting taught how to do those things at a basic level mm. where we weren't getting taught at all that conversation didn't even enter the household um so it was a lot of catch-up i think by the time we got to uh, that age where we decided to um be in the corporate space or run our own business we had no idea so you're right we did definitely start on the back foot okay i'm going to ask you a straight up question Right. So you started your your business. Did you feel that you needed to be someone different when dealing with non-PI clients or, or people in trying to make deals? 100%. And this probably goes um, before I actually got into my own business. So when I was climbing that corporate ladder, 
I pretty much just changed my whole, you wouldn't even know who I was. Like I was a totally different person and that was something that I did consciously and practiced at it. And that sounds weird, but I had to do that in order to compete with my, um, you know, the other people that were gunning for those positions. So yeah, I, I started to talk a different way and communicate a different way and be in, it was against like everything that I was kind of brought up um, that was natural to me. So, um, you know, being that humble, quiet person had to take a back seat and then I had to come out and articulate my viewpoints and challenge the status quo. And these things were like unnatural to me. Um, but in order to get anywhere in the Western world and in the corporate world, you have to do that. And and you probably uh, agree with that as well to some extent because you did had to do the same. Yeah. Is it is it getting to the point where it's almost like you have to leave your culture at the door when you're stepping into these sorts of environments, especially in business, right? Because I, I, I think of it from what are the great traits that we have as Pacific Island people uh, and how can we best utilize that? And the number one trait that I think that we have as PI people is relationships, right? I think uh, PI business uh, owners or even just in general are great at building relationships. Yeah. But they're crap at making the deals. Yeah, 100%. That's funny you say that because if I look at my own um, sort of career, uh, it took me a while to get comfortable making those deals that you talk about um, because that's, that's just totally different a personality you have to take on. Um, what I was good at and what I continue to be good at, and it comes natural, is building relationships, um, getting people to earn your trust and, you know, and being a likable person. Um, that that's the easy stuff and the other traits that you um, that we probably should mention as well that been good um, through our childhood is is hard work and seeing so that's the kind of stuff we saw we saw hard work we saw discipline we saw consistency perseverance never giving up yeah. so all those things are invaluable when it comes to um, starting your own business or running your own business or even trying to uh, further your career mm. um, but yeah man the sales part of it that that was tough and because you've got to really be extroverted you've got to be out there and and rejection is another thing that we've got to get used to yeah man uh you know i i'm of the opinion that every no is leading to a yes but also being able to as pi business owners is understanding that um it's not so much leaving your culture at the door it's actually trying to find the gr the great things from our culture that can actually assist but then I believe in speaking to other Pacific Island business owners, there's there's a limit. There's this limit that they place on themselves, mm. right? And so that limit is is what I call like the tipping point. Right. right? This is who mm. I am as my culture and what I what I believe in from here. But then to get to the next level, it's like, man, now I have to be someone that I'm not. Yeah. Now I have to like do things that's um, that goes against what I've been taught. All the st great stuff that you know you just shared about our parents, right? All the hard work that they've put in. So we've seen that we've got hard work in our DNA. Yeah. But now it's getting past that to the next level, which is ultimately going to you know close deals and make sales. I think that that's that tipping point where a lot of PI business owners really sh maybe struggling. But imagine, imagine if they didn't. Yeah. Right? Imagine if there was no limit. And I think that limit you're talking about, why why, why do we have that limit? It's because I think we've always been brought up with a scarcity mentality, mm -hmm. if you agree with that. Um, 
and there's always a, as you say, a ceiling. Um, so how do we break through that glass ceiling? And it, to a point, it, it is kind of parking some of the stuff in our culture that hinders that that progression, that growth. Mm. Um, but man, it, I think from uh, from our point of view, and especially uh, business owners, I think they must feel that they're a bit of a fraud, like they they're not true to themselves if they try and you know be be a hard negotiator in a sales environment. No, no, that's not how I was brought up. That's not my culture. That's not the way um, we do things. But at the end of the day, if, like you say, if you want to close the deals, you've got to you've got to sacrifice a bit of um, what you were taught. And I I did that easily personally because I kind of shunted a lot of um, the stuff that I was learnt, uh, learnt when I was young. Um, because I had this focus on I want to be the best salesperson at whatever company I was at. I want to be the best business person, um, and I guess that's because I've I've just I really went the other way. Yeah. Do you think for our PI business owners or even professionals who go past that tipping point, it's then the collective or everyone else looks at them and goes, Flip, who do you think you are? <laughs> you, you know what I mean yeah. like, and then or I don't know they call it tall poppy syndrome and stuff right Yeah. but it's in order to get those results I think PI uh, business owners and professionals have to have that uh, tenacity yeah. um, and also know that it's in my opinion it's we're not selling out you're not no. selling out right because at the end of the day that's your livelihood Correct. that's how you make money yeah. that's how you climb the corporate ladder that's yeah. how you grow your business yeah. Um, and I know that you've talked about the scarcity mindset. Can you just touch on a, a little bit more about what that is? What, in my opinion, I think the scarcity mindset is what we what we saw growing up. So mm. there was never enough, never enough food to go around, never enough clothes because you always had you know, hand me downs from your siblings, never enough money, just never enough of anything. And that as a kid, that gets drilled into your your mindset early. Um, and then you, you come up believing that there's never enough to go around, never enough anything. So you get to the sales environment and you think there's only a limited amount of money out there to get where in actual fact it's unlimited. Mm. And that's what sets early on the non-PIs to the PIs. That's what sets us apart because we're brought up, well, most of us are brought up with that scarcity mentality. I certainly was. Yeah, mm. yeah. So if we look at some stats, right? I think it's, I don't know, uh, last time that I saw, it was, a, I think, around 80% of all startup businesses fail within the first two years. Yeah. Um, and then it's, uh, I can't remember what the actual percentage was uh, up to five years. So already it's a tough gig. Yeah. <laughs> right? So if we look at it, if that's the statistics across the board, what's the statistics for us as pi with businesses exactly and i think just on that point if you if you don't um portray a bit of sales now and go against the grain a little bit on um you know your culture mm. to succeed then what you're saying you'll fail within 12 months it, it won't even get to five years three years whatever you're saying it will, you'll fail immediately because you'll get left in the dust man it's, it's a dog eat dog world mm. unfortunately um, and I don't have the stats on um, sort of the, the white collar industry and the corporate environment or commercial environment, but all I know is the higher up the ladder I went, the less brown faces I saw. 
And why is that? Well, to be honest, bro, I thought, I thought, oh man, it's just the white man trying to keep us in our place and not, you know, not promoting us and that kind of thing. But then I I realized later in life that you know what, it's actually us. We go back to the mentality of scarcity of the ceiling. So these individuals think I'm only good for this this position here, you know, account manager. Mm. I'm not good to be the manager of that person. I'm just I'm I'm cool here. I'll stay on my I'll stay on my safe place, you know, stay in my lane. Um, but in order to be uh, in order to grow and progress, and there certainly has been a few um, Pacific Island guys that I know in my industry that have done that, mm. um, and I followed suit as well. Is is you've got to push past that and say you know what. There is no ceiling, you know. We're just as good as Johnny and and Mike, mm. you know. So, yeah. One a piece of advice that I got uh, around business was um, a person, oh sorry, a business will never outgrow the person. So a business can only ever grow as much as you grow as a person. Right? Yes. And so, to back up what you're saying, if we're only got limits to our, I guess, levels of thinking and what we want to achieve that almost backs it up yeah <clears throat> it does um another thing that um you know goes uh, I, I guess we don't talk about enough is the fact that um and, and you you kind of talked about this mentioned a little bit of it is the investment in yourself mm. um and what that is what that means for people is um or for business people is going to courses or going to uh, if you if you're scared of speaking in front of the public what do you, you go to a toastmaster's things like that and I know you've done that uh, a lot when you got into business and you invest a lot of time effort and money to get up to speed and that's what our people don't do they just kind of just float along and and then kind of hope you know that maybe I'll I'll get a break and bang I'm I'm in in a good position that I earning a lot of the money and and stuff like that whereas um, I think I kind of stumbled on um, when I was in my teenage years you know me I always love reading so I used to just read um, sports books all the time. But then one, one time a, f- a friend of my colleague where I was working part-time gave me a book called uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. And that kind of changed my whole kind of beliefs and thinking or kind of shook it up. And then, <clears throat> you know, probably from that moment on, I started focusing on reading those sorts of books or listening to those sorts of tapes. Back then it was, you know, the cassette tapes of uh, Tony Robbins, <laughs> get the edge and personal power and all that kind of stuff um but yeah that's me investing in my um uh, my or trying to upgrade my skills and um get better and make my weaknesses my strengths and i think that helped get to uh, get me where i am now so maybe you talk about like some of the stuff that you mentioned as well ah the biggest thing for me i know was that whole self-education piece right and you you know as well as i do how like i've invested not only time but also uh, a lot of money into upskilling into uh finding out how to be successful do you mind mind, personal personal question but do you mind mind, um telling telling us how how much much you've spent spent? (laughs) roughly (laughs) oh actually the renee know how much you spent yeah (laughs) renee knows look uh, about 30 grand so I've spent yeah roughly around 30k. Now that 30k is spread amongst uh, programs, mentors, coaches, workshops, uh, and so what I've been doing is basically upskilling myself. Um, but look, the biggest one, and this is 
this is key, right? And I think for, for our PI business owners is this, is that all the, the skills and, and stuff uh, around business means nothing unless you can look in the mirror and understand who you are, right? So what I'm, what, what I'm trying to explain is that don't go for all the external stuff first. You must have a real um, uh, conversation with yourself and understand who you are because it's all around personal growth and that's why I go back to that statement is that a business can only ever grow as much as you grow as a person. And so when you understand what your uh, triggers are, who you are as a person, identity, all of that stuff, mm. is actually will aid in you being successful in business. Yeah. But I think most people need to realize that, is that uh, you must first have that deep and meaningful conversation with yourself. So the first thing that I invested in was personal development. Yeah. <laughs> so the first thing that I did I invested in myself and understanding me better. You know, what are my habits? How can I change them? All this internal stuff first. So for people listening now or that, that are listening to us right now are thinking, okay, so that sounds good, but how do they, what's the, what do you practically, what do you actually do to uh, have that conversation with yourself? Like, are you being, are you talking to a, a expert in that field or are you doing some sort of journaling or you know, goal setting, what, what, what does that look like? It all depends on, on sort of where you are right now in terms of what you want to achieve, right? Because if I asked you, and it would be great to get your honest answer, uh, do you know where you want to be in 10 years' time? Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> cool. I do. Yep. And so how did you get to that? Through years of um, making it a habit to, to write out goals. That's how I did it. <clears throat> short-term long-term goals and um and just always um focusing on them and, and making little incremental sort of progresses towards them yeah that in itself is awesome but i can tell you how many of our people actually do that how many of our pi people in business uh if we talk about them actually do that um i, I wouldn't think of many to be honest yeah and as it's, it's, it's it sounds so simple, but yet so many don't do it, which is building out a vision for what you want your life to be like. Yeah. And then business is the vehicle that's going to help you achieve it. So if you don't know where you're going and have a big enough purpose behind it, then business ends up becoming a job. So you're basically driving in the dark. You know, you don't have a GPS or a direction where your end destination is. Yeah. And, and that's right, and this is and this is my generalization around PI business owners, right. is that we're great at building relationships. Uh, we're great at creativity, right? Yeah. But when it comes to the other side of business, which is making deals, uh, stats, data, finance, right? Or the or having or having tough conversations with the um, employees that aren't performing, maybe, you know. Yeah, I think it does too. But I think it's even deeper than that. And when we look at it, is that understand that business is just a concept, right? Business is not real. 
but what makes it real is the people in it right right and so if if you understand who you are and what your triggers are more so than actually what the business is because i'm guessing that most pi business owners have started a business out of passion out of uh, a willingness to make a difference yeah now the conversation doesn't actually include money right doesn't include well how many sales do i need to make how many conversations do i need to make so if you look at it from the western context right when they have networking groups the sole purpose of a networking group is to make yeah and how do you make those deals by making connections building out your network exactly right and then one thing that i i i always look at especially on social media was how many of our pi business owners are absolutely not utilizing that tool, right? They're not sharing their business, their expertise, uh, building a personal brand on social media and getting out there and putting themselves out there and adding value, right? It's, it's because of that, putting yourself out there. So it's unnatural for them to, they don't want to be a, a bots, yeah. you know, they don't want to be shot down by their peers, maybe scared of what other people think. Yeah, and that's it, right? And like, I'll be honest, when I started this journey and putting myself out there three years ago, I was scared mm. big time, right, about what people were going to say. But when I started to uh, start this journey of personal development, I, mate, I don't care, right? Because I've got a purpose. I've got a vision. I have a responsibility to my family and to the people that follow me, to the athletes that I work with. So that's who, that's all that matters to me now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but the funny thing is, is that some of our people who may see me and think, man, he's just a bots or whatever, yeah. guarantee you they're probably following a similar person. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that kind of, it's sad, eh? You know what I mean? Like you've got a guy like yourself and, and there's others out there as well, um, Pacific Island people who are leading, you know, who are driving change in this space, who are taking a lot of what they invested in through their courses, uh, presentations, podcasts, books, whatever, education, and wrapped it up into a, a simplified, sort of simplified message tailored to our people, but yet they want to go and, yeah, it, it's, but what, why is that? I mean, in New Zealand, we call that tall poppy syndrome, you know, trying to cut you down to size, don't do too ahead, yeah. where in Australia, and you probably know this better than me, they push them up. Mm. You know, in America as well, you know, they push them up. Yeah. Um, when the tall poppy syndrome hits here, for us islanders, it's even another level down, eh? It's yeah. like, stay humble. So, I mean, just just getting past that sort of uh, mentality, that fixed mentality, because that's what it is. Yeah. It is a fixed mentality. Um, it's not a growth mentality. It's not something that's going to help you um, progress in either your career or in your business, grow your business. So yeah it is it is a fixed mentality bro hugely right um and so let's have a look at some ways that uh that our pi business owners and even professionals can start to break through that ceiling right uh that can start because me honest like i do what i do because of the bigger purpose of the long game right uh and so when i'm able like i'll tell you the story right is that when i started this journey and i knew okay this is where i want to want to head i still didn't really know what the plan looked like but i had an end goal and so uh i put three actually i put four pictures on my wall 
Right, one was off Gary V, one was of The Rock, and the other one was of Les Brown. All right, uh, and then I put my picture next to those those three. The reason I did that is because I loved what Gary V was doing around his social media, which was his content that he was delivering, and I wanted to try and put out as much content as possible. Yes. Unlike Gary V, I don't have a multi-million dollar flipping business, yeah. but I'm gonna make do with what I I can. Uh, the Rock, purely because he's Samoan and the influence that he's making um, in the world of Hollywood, but also able to influence and empower our people. Right? And then the third one was Les Brown. For those that don't know Les Brown, he's a motivational speaker, coach, um, and I just got drawn to Les Brown and his delivery and how he spoke, right? Because what most people see motivational speakers, the American style, right? You need to do right? Les Brown's not like charismatic. Charis Les Brown is fully charismatic. And then, so now I've just got those three people and I try to incorporate sort of that stuff, right? So I've lost my train of thought, bro. Where um, <clears throat> you were talking about the vision. Um, yes. You know, having a vision, vision board type thing, right? Yeah. Is that what it was? That's what it was. Yeah. So we're going to come up with some. Uh, I guess some takeaways for our people to get past those limits. Yeah. All right. So for me, I'll go. I'll share one. Okay. One is having that vision, uh, and it's not enough to have it in your head. <laughs> no, no. So no. I've got a few vision um, things uh, that I uh, utilize. One is on my iPad. So I've built a vision board on my on my iPad. So I just flick through that, um, and then. I have started journaling now and then, but the biggest thing for me was around, because I know I'm a creative person, visual, so having that vision board. And that vision board, actually there is uh, research around uh, that it's, it's proven, it works, is that it starts to work to your subconscious. And then what happens is that it shifts your psychology, and then you start becoming the person who's, who thinks they've already achieved that. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So that's a big one, having that vision board, having that vision, whatever it is, to look at every day. What will be the second? I'm probably a bit biased because um, uh, people that know me know that I like to write, read and write. Um, so the vision board, that works for like yourself, obviously. My wife does that as well, and that works for her. I'm more um, journaling, so but the way I journal isn't... Um, than your typical one so it's not like a diary as such what i would do in the morning is i write intentionally what like sione just said so i write out exactly what i want to see play out so i if i want to um get into shape you know i'd say i've lost five six kgs i, I look this way does that um in business um sales i want to make these many contacts networks i want in the figure and that's the big thing because i never used to do that um, but you know, I, I learned in recent years that you've got to put like exactly how much money you want to make in terms of a deal or yourself personal income. Mm. So I do all that, and it's powerful, man. Like I, for me, it's worked. Yeah. So, uh, but everyone's different. Whether you do the um, vision board or do the right, you, you find whatever works for you and you're comfortable with. Mm. Um, but that's those are the things that works for me. Um, and you know, if you want to like comment and want more uh, sort of clarity around that or more information just let us know and just to touch on those two things that that uh, we both shared around vision and then your journaling what these things do is that if you're consistent in in implementing on these is that it's actually assisting you in becoming the person that you need to be 
because that's why we're called human beings who are we being and for most people that don't achieve their goals in life or and business is because they're not becoming the person who needs to be to achieve that and so when we look at standards what standards are we implementing and putting in place for us to achieve that and so for Saar his standard is that well I'm going to write every single day because that works for him so that's the standard yeah. that you've got right the standard that I've got is I will look at my vision board every day and make sure that I still create that uh, visual, that clear visual picture. clear picture yeah. right so those two things alone I think are, uh, are good and most people probably already know but they're not implementing they're not implementing it, and, but the thing behind that as well is you can't just close a book, like journaling, close a book and go, yeah, yeah, it's going to be done. Mm. That's just making your subconscious understand that it's going to happen, but you still got to act. you still got to do the, the, the task. you still got to make the calls or whatever it is in whatever field you're doing. Yeah. Um, you still got to put yourself out there. you still got to do those things as well, but this definitely creates the momentum to achieving that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that's, that's awesome. So we shared vision board. We shared journaling. Uh, what's one more takeaway I guess that we can give our listeners uh, around busting or breaking through that limit you have to look at your networks I think and this is something I did as well and and, and it sounds harsh but you need to really surround yourself with the people that are gonna push you up and for me coming up unfortunately not enough of those people were Polynesians because mm -hmm. They weren't trying to do the things that I was wanting to achieve um, at that time. So a lot of those people were obviously um, Balangi people, but they they understand it and they got it. So you've got to um, be around those people all the time because they're going to push you, influence mm. you, and hold you accountable to your goals. Yeah. That's so true, and it's all around. Uh, yeah, what's that saying? You know, your your network is your equals your net worth. Right, yeah. <clears throat> um, and it's so true. Like you and like you know that I have the smallest group, group. of people, friends. Like I actually call friends, and I can all on one hand, and that's a mixture of family and friends. Outside of that, I don't really have much. But that's not because I've, I've you know, I choose to. It's just that uh, I'm trying to be the light for some of maybe some of those friends and family to then see the potential that they have within them because there's nothing more uh, that I believe for our PI people is that when they don't understand the potential that they have right they're playing at 30% yeah right and so I guess one of the main outcomes of our podcast is to start getting our people to start fulfilling and stepping into their full potential because there's abundance there is abundance in this world in business right uh but we just got to start with ourselves and break through that ceiling. Yeah. Cool. All awesome. right. So, I uh, hope you enjoyed that podcast. Uh, those were the three, I guess, key points that we wanted to share with mainly PI business owners and even professionals. All right. Uh, do a vision board, journal, and then start to fulfill your potential by becoming the person that you need to be. Uh, thank you very much for lending us your ear and look forward to uh, having you listen on our next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Tutala Podcast. If you got some value, please subscribe, share, leave a review as we look forward to uh, catching up with you all again very soon. I'm Sione Famuna, signing off.